Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. I taught for a long time before I had the nerves to say I was a teacher. And I think it was mostly because I didn't feel entitled. And of course, I studied with Stella, so I knew what a teacher was. And then once I finally understood enough to ask intelligent questions about acting, Stella was gone. And I was so angry. I said, wait a minute, now I understand, you know, and, and you're gone? And I have to figure this out for myself? And as soon as you start asking a question, there's another question, then there's another question, then there's another question. So it's really been torture. I think what's important is to be able to say, this I understand. Okay, good. Now I'm going to go away and try that for a year. And then I'm going to come back to class and now I'll add something else. We tend to take on too much. I, I consider it all has to do with acting schools. It's like, who the hell can try to figure out about building a character, building a past, building a character trait, playing an action? Um, you know, doing that. I mean, it's too much. It's no wonder you get overwhelmed. Another thing is that I, I would say Diego was talking about sports, and I'm, I really do honestly think, and I've said this for any of you that listen to the podcast, I say this all the time, that we really do need to approach acting more like sports. We need to be able to figure out what is it I can do every day. And in the second part of the class, we'll do some technique exercises. And, and a lot of them are just things you can do every day. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for us to realize that we can work on our acting when we're not auditioning. Even when I coach people for auditions, it's not like teaching an acting class. It's different because we're going for a result. And so that's a totally different thing. One of my best friends is an actress named Margot Martindale, and I always laugh at the fact that Margot coached me for a part that I auditioned for Jesus, 35 years ago. And it was so interesting because I'm, I was at her house for, for New Year's over the weekend. And she said, Melty, I can't do what you do. I have no idea how to teach. I can coach because I know what looks good, but I don't know how to teach. Because what she, it was a boring, boring letter. It was a, not a great play about summer camp. And it was a letter home. And I started to read it, and she was like Walker. I started to read it, and she said, no, honey, that's boring. And so she then she, she started saying, and she said, go, dear mom. And then I got to the second word, and she said, think about that. Think about that word. Is that the right word? And so all of a sudden, it's like this boring letter came to life. And what was interesting, I knew the producer, Mark Gordon, who would go on to 
among other things, produced the movie Speed, and then uh, and Saving Ryan's Private, Saving Private Ryan. But Mark called me, and he said to me, um, "I just want." He said, "I'm not casting you. You're too old." And I said, at the time, I was like 31. And I said, what do you mean? I can't play a 16-year-old. I, you know, I was totally deluded. He said, but I just want you to know you are the only person who, in, who auditioned that made the letter interesting. And that became a thing. And, and we'll talk about it. We'll do a lot of Q&A things where you can ask questions. But having made a boring letter interesting taught me how to look at a page of badly written sides and find something interesting in them. But here's the thing. There is an approach to text that is very specific and very helpful. There is a place to start, and there is a place not to start. I talk about the biggest sin. There are two things that go together, and one of them is I call the biggest sin. The biggest sin, I think, of acting was thou shalt not read a piece of text and decide in advance how to play it. Now, I got to tell you something. That's almost impossible. I think it's the most difficult thing that you have to break yourself of as an actor. And, and I, I'm shocked by it. And I'm shocked by it from actors who've been with me. Greg and Caleb were over because they're doing some scene study sh showcase. And, and I was overhearing them. I made them choose the scene themselves. I, something happened, by the way. I ju just have to tell you something. Back in the day... No scene study teachers chose scenes for us. I, I don't know when that happened. Suddenly, actors expect a scene study teacher to hand them a scene. I, I don't know when that happened, that people stopped reading scripts. So at any rate, that's just a thing of mine. But at any rate, I made them find it, and I overheard them reading the scene in the other room. And Greg was, it was a play called Eastern Standard, and Greg was reading the part of a gay character, and I was in the kitchen making burritos, and I, I screamed, stop, I'm going to kill you. And so he was playing, so he was reading the cliched gay, okay. So then uh, they finally decided on a scene, and so I was listening to them read through the scene, and so the character description was, for this character, Peter, was he was slightly removed. And Caleb, who should know better, was doing what I consider to be a cliched idea of slightly removed. And I, you can imagine what that looked like. Uh, and he physicalized it. It was almost like he had his nose in the air. Okay, this is what happens to us. And I'm telling you this. This is what happens to us when we read a text and decide in advance how to play it. And we do it all the time. 
we decide how to play something. Michael, welcome. I want to go over your, your mm -hmm. reel with you because it's exactly what you did. I know, and I was waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to tell me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really it. It's like you make a decision. I've, I've, that's what happens when we start indicating. It is my absolute belief that if you are good, you will work. And I don't think I've ever been wrong. I mean, nobody was surprised that Mark Ruffalo ended up being a star. He worked his ass off. He'd bartend till 2 o'clock in the morning, and then, you know, he'd call. And so I'm having t difficulty with the scene from my scene study class. Are you available at 2 o'clock in the morning? And he said, well, I just got off work. But, I mean, it's like it was obsessive. And it's, this is doable, People say this is an impossible profession. I think, God, no, an impossible profession is brain surgery. This is doable. And, and most of us, I have to say, are not really capable of doing anything else. When I was in college, there was a math class that was specific for theater majors and football players. I'm still in awe at people who say, yes, I'm having difficulty in calculus. I, I, can't, I can't even spell it. Anyway, most of us are stuck doing this because we can't possibly function in, in, in any other thing. Okay, so first rule is don't break the biggest commandment, which is deciding as soon as you, as you read how to play it. Some people can do it. I, Meryl maybe can do it. But what we will discover is that just a little impression. Um, oh, that's interesting. Just start with just a little impression. Second rule is start every play as if you know nothing. Now, I, I like that rule because... I think it helps us find things that are actable. Here's what we do that's dangerous. The play takes place in New York. It's in the year 2024, and I'm playing a young actor. And so your immediate, your immediate thought is, oh, home free. It is 2024. I do live in New York, and I am a young actor. And so what happens is we miss all the opportunities for actor work, stimulating actor work, because we assume, uh, we assume certain things. Uh, and I'm going to get to wh where to go, but I mean, that's the thing. You, if, as soon as I ask myself the question, so what is it like to be a young actor in New York? Hmm. Then when I go to, what is it like to live in 2024? Hmm. What is it like to live in New York? And any of these questions I ask myself are possible areas for actor work. 
And what is actor work? Actor work is taking a fact and turning it into the experience of a fact. So what are we talking about here? The facts of the play are a bore. Uh, to me, there is nothing more boring than hearing actors reciting the facts of the play to each other. Yes, well, I think it takes place in the 1950s, and it takes place... You can just hear this rattling, 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 rattling. And it is a repetition of facts. So if I keep in the back of my mind, there are countless facts in a play. I don't think you can ever get all the facts in a play. But the countless facts in a play all have to be turned into the experience of the facts. Now, all of you, I, I coached Ryan on a TV series he was shooting in Texas. And so the facts of his part were all difficult and all alien to Ryan. It's like none of it was anything like him. And so it was specific what we could work on. Uh, and, and even his relationships were nothing that either one of us had ever thought about. Um, JP isn't in class. JP had an audition he put on tape yesterday for um, to play a psychologist at the Nuremberg Trials. Well... This is like fabulous. <laughs> I mean, because you know you're you're digging and you're and he was based on a real person. So now we could look at YouTube interviews with the guy when he was old. We could find we could do research on Nuremberg. We could do uh, on the trials. Added to that, the doctor was Jewish. I mean, my God, we had so many things to work on that were not even remotely JP. JP is most famous for playing the disco boy in the gay movie Trick. And he became sort of a gay icon, mostly because of his butt, I have to say. But so now he's older. And, um, and so now he's playing older parts. But you see what I mean? We have to look at everything that way. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted by Milton Justice and produced by Walker Vreeland. If you want more of the show, sign up for our bonus content on Spotify. You will get all the exclusive stuff, video episodes, plus our entire back catalog of bonus episodes. It all becomes available to you when you sign up for our subscription for just $3.99 a month. Also check out our website, I don't need an acting class.com. Read more about the podcast, order the book, and of course, get all the latest news about upcoming classes. Just a great way to stay in the loop about everything that we're doing. If you have an acting question or concern, Milton loves to hear from you. Just email him at questionsformilton at gmail.com. It will come to me first, and then I will forward it on to him. 
And uh, that's it. Have a wonderful week. If you're somewhere that's freezing cold, I hope you're staying warm. And if you're somewhere that's warm, you. I'm just kidding. I loved going to Los Angeles in December. I need to get back there as soon as possible.